Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Line, like the Raiders official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. And great to be joining you for round 11 as we get set to take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs after that big win in round 10 against the Sydney Roosters in the grand final rematch. Joining us on the podcast this week, the Raiders media team, John Croyder and Tom Logan. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and uh, great to come in after a massive win. Yeah, it's fantastic. It feels like it was so long ago now, but uh, really great win and uh, great to be on another podcast. Tom, uh, Let's talk about that win. Uh, Raiders 24, Roosters uh, 20. Um, a seesawing game, and it lived up to expectation, that grand final rematch and the way that both teams approached this game um, you know, was pretty professional and a really good game of footy. Yeah, I just love the fact that everybody completely wrote us off before heading into the game. Uh, it was nice to sort of prove the critics wrong and I guess really show our depth that we have in our side. Yeah, the team's certainly different from that grand final um, back in 2019. Injuries and a few changes to the sides making it a bit of a different contest. Uh, but this time, uh, John, it was the Raiders who prevailed and it was all to do with the work uh, through the middle third of the field and that's where we scored uh, our points and that's where we probably dominated proceedings. Yeah, how good was Dinamis Louis in that game, by the way? Like, I thought that was... I think he's been great the last two weeks, but that was just an outstanding game. Um, yeah, the middle third, like Josh Papali, what more can we say? We said going into that game that... Uh, we needed a big game from him, and sure, he definitely delivered. Yeah, Dinamis Louis, I echo your call on him. Um, you know, faced with a pretty disappointing uh, uh, circumstance a few weeks ago when he was dropped out of the side and um, was given the challenge by Ricky to come back in at some stage and make an impression. And, yeah, he was outstanding. Those two one-on-one strips, just the way that he um, his support play, you know, to be there when we scored that first try... And, and just his uh, overall uh, carries and punch in the middle of the field, Tommy, was um, was a really strong performance from him. Yeah, but, uh, Nami was outstanding. The thing I really liked about that was both, I think, Nami and Papa spoke earlier in the week about stepping up and really sort of leading the Raiders forward pack, you know, in the absence of Sia and, and with Emre also getting injured. And, oh, both really proved that the other night. Yeah, the first try came to Dinamis Louie after some really good lead-up work. Uh, Jack Whiten made a half break and uh, poked his nose through, was able to get quick play the ball, and, and Joe Tarpanay um, combining there for Dinamis to score that first try. Yeah, uh, Tarpanay, he had a great game. He probably called upon a bit, little bit earlier than he would have thought when he started on the bench when Harley um, had to go off for that HIA. But Taps was, again, outstanding, really showing that he's one of the leaders in the middle. Like, he played a fair bit on the edge earlier in the season, but back in his prefer, uh, preferred role and um, really uh, producing some good footy. I think yeah. that was Taps' probably best game so far this season for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, he's been uh, definitely a player that's been improving as well. One player that needed to stand up to start the game was Saliva Havili. He'll join us later in the podcast as our special guest, and I want to talk to him about the, um, the ambition and the burn that's been there since not being part of that final series last year. Obviously, um, Ricky decided to play Bailey Simonson off the bench towards the back of last year. And Saliva's come back this year, Tommy, and I think he looks fitter and I think he looks uh, more committed than what we've ever seen him at the club. Yeah, since I guess the team came back from the post-COVID, uh, well, I guess we can call it the first wave, he's really, I've noticed, lifted his training. He's He's been a lot more dedicated and he's he, he looks in great shape actually and he's really you know starting to show that with some good performances on the field. 
definitely a different player, John, to Josh Hodgson. He's the more uh, ball-running, sort of distributing hooker, where Hodjo's that more organising uh, player. But, um, you know, despite the differing styles, they both offer you know, plenty to this team. Yeah, very different players, but Lever gives us so much. Like, be able to play that 30-minute stint as a hooker and then be able to play as an extra middle, it's just um, something that not a lot of players in the game can do that sort of role effectively, playing both as a middle and as a nine. So I thought he was outstanding. He gave us a really good platform and then Tom Starling came on and he just had so much energy and it's probably... He's still a different player yet again, but he just has a lot of energy, good pass, and he just knew when to run as well. The thing I liked about Starla was when he came on, the first two involvements were two big tackles. He took t- uh, Takiyaho by surprise and, and upended him and backed it up with another tackle the, the next play. Yeah, I thought Starla was unbelievable. And just like what you were saying about Havili uh, before, I think that's, that's what I really like about the squad that Ricky Stewart has at his disposal. He's got a number of players that can easily fill out in different positions. And it really sort of helps us when we get into a situation like that we are in now where we've lost a lot of players, unfortunately, to injury. Yeah, Tom Starling, uh, not only is he a, a good young player, but he's a, a funny bloke and a, and a great bloke to have around the group as well. Um, we will definitely try and get him on the podcast at some stage because he adds a lot of value. And uh, I remember a few weeks back we were watching uh, the final session and I think they must have got him in to tell a joke or something. He had the boys in stitches. So, yeah, very funny man and uh, really happy for him because he's, um, he's been given that opportunity and, and looks like he's taking it. Yeah, well, I think if he plays well and continues doing what he's doing, um, with Hodjo, unfortunately, it looks like he's gone for the year. Like He's got a real opportunity to make his mark as an NRL player. Yeah, definitely. Josh Papali we touched on, uh, but what a performance. And uh, that last try um, that we got through Tom Starling, putting him through the gap, is there any better sight in rugby league than Josh Papali running away um, and scoring a try, particularly against the Roosters? How good! <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that can that can be beaten. On, well, unfortunately or fortunately, but uh, yeah, that what a sight that was. Uh, Tedesco didn't even go close to him. He, I think once he saw Papa going through, he just thought, "Oh no, that's it. Four points for the Raiders." Is that the second time he's gone over untouched this year? Like. Like yeah, he, scored one, he scored one against the Tigers a, a few weeks back where he, he pretty much went through and without anyone laying a hand on him as well. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fair width there to, to go through untouched. So he's doing something right. Back to his edge days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, of course, the message after the game from the coach, Ricky Stewart, was not to get too carried ahead uh, about the win. Uh, there's still a long road to go in the season. And this is just a little bit about what he had to say after the game following that win against the Roosters. Oh, proud. I mean, I'm very proud of the players and... <clears throat> um, it's just another win, though. We've got to just keep uh, keep that heart and uh, style of play, and um, just move into the next match now. All right, guys, round eleven back here at GIO Stadium against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and I can't wait for this one because uh, we first of all think about last week was the grand final rematch. This week is the prelim final rematch. Uh, back at the ground where it all happened, albeit in front of a few less fans, but still uh, plenty of hype around this one and an opportunity, Tom, for the Raiders to um, get back into a bit of a winning groove and, and get a win against South Sydney. Yeah, what, what a night that was. But, uh, yeah, it's it's another tough game. Uh, Rabbitohs, they looked pretty good in the last 15 minutes against the Knights. I actually thought they were quite unlucky not to come away with the, the chocolates in the end. They really they didn't really sort of turn it on until that period, and, geez, when they did... It uh, made, me, made me a bit worried of what to look forward to this week. Yeah, slow start from them last week. They're obviously a different team this year. No Sam Burgess, Liam Knight's out injured. They've had a number of injuries. They've lost James Roberts and Ethan Lowe. 
uh, for this weekend. But uh, Johnny, with a guy like Damian Cook in the side, um, creating um, issues around the ruck, it, they're still a team that's going to have to be, um, you know, really kept on their toes in terms of defensively. Oh, definitely. And I think it's it's very um, cliche to say this, but this game is going to be one in the middle. If we can win the ruck, if we can really slow down their play, the balls, uh, without giving away uh, a six six again restart. Um, that's going to really limit what Damian Cook can do. He's a, he's a damaging player. When the rules came in, everyone was talking about he's the guy who's going to benefit the most from this. They've still got some really quality forwards as well. Um, Cam Murray is a sensational middle. He's playing more in the middle these days than on the edge. Mm-hmm. So a um, number of players to look out for. Let's have a look at the Raiders team this weekend. And uh, once again, injury has forced a change to the team. Michael Oldfield's going to miss... Uh, looks like two to three weeks with a hamstring injury, which gives opportunity to young Harley Smith-Shields, uh, a local junior from the Gungahlin Bulls Club. He's coming on to the bench, Tom, uh, to make his debut and uh, get an opportunity in first grade. Yeah, it's great to see another local junior come through and make their debut for the club. Uh, a lot of Raiders fans, and like ourselves, we saw a bit of Harley at the NRL 9s earlier in this year. Obviously a centre and quite well, quite versatile outside back, but really looking forward to seeing him play. John, am I correct in saying that he's won the Player of the Year for all three junior grades at the Raiders? I think he's picked up the Harold Matthews, SG Ball and uh, Under-20s Player of the Year so far in his career. Yeah, I'm not sure about uh, Harold Matz, but he's won SG Ball twice. So first year of SG Ball, he was... Obviously, a year younger. Yep. And he still won player, players' player then. Won it again in his second year and then, yeah, got it in flag uh, last year. Sure, it's a given. Yeah, you <laughs> think so. Given an opportunity there this weekend. And uh, the other guy that um, backs up with a, with a performance after making his debut, uh, Semi Valame. Um, he was uh, obviously thrown into the game a little bit earlier than he expected last week too. But I thought he did a wonderful job bringing those uh, carries out of his own end. And, and I think the game plan for him... Uh, this weekend will be the same as last. Just keep it very simple, do his job uh, and support those players around him. Yeah, well, with um, Sammy, he'll have another week to develop that combination with uh, Jordan Rappiner. Uh And also, I, th- I thought he really growed into that game against the Roosters. He looked like, as anyone would be, maybe just a little bit nervous of that first carry. And then after that, he was sensational. He got a few good um, post-contact metres. And what Rick was saying last week was that he just wants um, the... The young guys to play at their level, and then the senior guys to lift. So if he just plays at his, if he plays like he did in the back end of the game against um, the Roosters, I'm sure he's going to have a have a great game. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Semi back up from his debut. You know, he would he would have had a lot of nervous energy burning from the first half of that game against the Roosters. But like John said, he really grew into the game, and it's only, he's only going to be better off this week. Yeah, that's for sure. Let's have a look down to the bottom of the team list this weekend, and Jay Bateman. Uh, being named for the first time uh, this season, guys. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a wait and see to see uh, whether or not he plays a role in this game, um, but probably looking at the, the way that the, the team's positioned at the moment in, in terms of injuries and uh, players available, uh, he might be the case of just the last man standing and we have to name somebody. Yeah, I don't know what's, what's going on there. It'd be great to see him back on the field. Like, he just provides so much to any team. Like He's just a player that is just plays... Ad-lib footy, he's unpredictable. He does all those one percenters so well, and he's just got that competitive nature. He can't stand losing, and he just brings so much into the team yeah, in that regard. Right. Yeah, he's been named in that extended squad. Uh, we'll find out later in the week if he's actually a chance of playing. It'll all depend on um, you know how his rehab and stuff's going like that. So I, I don't know if I've uh, seen him doing a, a lot of stuff out there with the squad um, so far. 
since coming back from that shoulder. So, um, you know, it might be uh, one that we speak to Ricky about later in the week. So keep an eye on raiders.com.au to find out all the latest around John Bateman. All right, guys, uh, time for this one. All right, last week we had three separate chance predictions and uh, nothing for you guys. I'm claiming half a point because I called a chance try assist to uh, Nick Kotrick, but it ended up being to Jared Croker, the best kick chaser in the game, coming through and Zero scoring points. the try there. So half Zero a point, points. Half a point to me <laughs> oh, last we're not, week. We're not giving you that. Uh, <laughs> no let's, uh, let's have a look at this weekend. Uh, Tom, we'll start with you. What have you got for us? Well, I'm going to... This is all about fearless predictions, and I've just got a feeling our fan favourite on the podcast here, Tom Starling's going to go over and score his first try for the season. Yep, well, you're on zero for the year so far, so <laughs> poor old nope. Starlow's got the hex on him. Sorry, Starlow. That's all right. Uh, Johnny? I think Semi Valame. He's going to get his first NRL try. Yep, there you go. Well, I'm going for a guy that's scored plenty of tries in his time, but he's, if you can believe it, yet to get on the scoreboard this season. Jordan Rapiner. Oh, he's got come one. Has on. he got one this year? I think. He, did he get one against he Melbourne one? round three? He did. He did. Oh, well, if he has, it's been a long time. So I'm going <laughs> to go. It's Cro- been so Cro- long, it feels like he hasn't. Croker again with the quick hands yeah, on the I, left. Has he had one since resumption? That Melbourne game. That Just that been, Melbourne yeah, game. Yeah, there would have been. But that's yeah. right. He came on late into the team, wasn't yeah. he? That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm going for Raps to break the duck um, since that game, oh, and he's he, going to come on and score a try. Oh. He's going to score two tries. Ooh, That's what okay. I'm going for. Oh, I was so. going to say, you guys are both picking wingers, so no, no, that's no, a bit go, unfair. Well, he's playing in the centres for a start. <laughs> oh, true. And he's going to get two this weekend. So there it is, Jordan Rapiner to score two tries. That's my prediction. Stick around. We're going to chat with uh, Saliba Havili very shortly on Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast this week is the Tongan Tornado, Saliba Havili. Saliba, great to have you on. Uh, how are you travelling, mate? Hey Benny, uh, good thanks, uh, very well, thank you. It's been an uh, interesting few weeks for you, uh, you've obviously um, uh, have been involved in the Raiders teams that have had some mixed results and, uh, and obviously with Josh Hodgson uh, going down injured uh, a couple of weeks ago, a new role for you, but one that you are familiar with. Yeah, um, it's um, very unfortunate for Hodgie, um, but also extremely uh, excited for the opportunity for myself, uh, you know, getting to play at my primary position. Uh, um, it's been uh, you know, pretty exciting for myself to uh, get this opportunity and hopefully now I can make the most of it uh, for myself and Tommy too, uh, working a good combination. Uh, you know, our club's not, um, our club's at a real hard time where we've you know, got a lot of injuries and um, you know, it's just up for us to step up and uh, hopefully build some combinations. Can you pull on those past experiences that you've had uh, in this same situation? We know that um, Hodge missed the, the start of the season a couple of years ago when you were called upon to, to fill in that hooking role and um, you've worked really hard on your fitness over the last couple of years. Do you think you're in, obviously, a better position now than what you were back then? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, when I come, I was fairly new to the team, but I come in as the same role. Uh, Hodge was injured and I come in and filled in as nine. I had a different... Uh, combination of different halves and definitely a different forward pack when I was playing. You know, we had a bigger team with uh, Shannon Boyd and Junior Paulo here where, where, you know, they were a lot bigger, uh, whereas now we're, we're a bit more different style played football. Um, but uh, in saying that, um, you know, I've definitely got familiar with the boys that I play around with. I'm familiar with uh, the guys in the middle. You know, I played a lot in the middle, 
since uh, Hodgie's been back. And then, you know, I sort of get uh, that, that combo and more familiar with the way they play and the way I play as, as a team. So uh, I, I guess this time round I'm a bit more more prepared and more uh, more used to knowing what my players outside me bring. Over the last few weeks before uh, Josh was injured, you were used as that impact player off the bench and um, rather than coming on and playing in the hooking role, you were coming on and playing as a middle unit player. Did you enjoy that uh, period? Yeah, I guess um, just being in the 17 is a is a blessing, and um, you know I take that as a, a real opportunity for me to make um, an impact off the bench where I'm always going to be off, uh, whether if it's at nine or at the middle. And you know, recently it's been in the middle. The whole year last year I had to play in, at, the, at in the middle. Sorry, um, yeah, I, I like that challenge. Um, you know, I like to. One one of my strengths, I think, is uh, my ball carrying, and you know, um, no, I definitely like that like that part of the game. So, uh, at 13 or at, in the middle as a prop, um, I do like taking those carries, uh, um, just creating more opportunities for us as a team. So, yeah. You've got Tom Starling uh, coming off the bench at the moment, uh, and he had a really good, strong start uh, to his time in first grade this year last weekend. And what can you tell us about Starlo? Give us a bit of an insight into him. Yes, uh, Starlo's off the field. He's real funny. Um, you know, he's a bit of a character here at, at the club. Um, the boys love being around him. Uh, and on the field, uh, you know, a lot of teams uh, very underestimate uh, young Tommy. Um, you know, he's really small. He's not the biggest, but uh, you know, he's got a uh, big heart on him, and you know, puts his uh, plays with his heart on his sleeve. Uh, you know he's a real nippy little quick hooker too. Um, sometimes uh, other teams, opposition don't really pay, pay too much attention to him. But uh, you know he's, you know he's uh, very firing behind our, uh, you know our big boys like Papa, um, Nami and Taps and them. You know he gets behind those quick play the balls and he's, he does become a threat out of there too. So um, he's only going to add more to us and you know, hopefully we can do that together working uh, in the combination. Both of you guys uh, did spend some time on the field together last week. Is that a bit of a plan going forward? Do you think that you'll both um, have the opportunity to be on the field at the same time at some stage uh, in the upcoming games? Yeah, uh, with this, the current situation we're in as a team, um, you know, I'm going to have to be filling in a lot in the middle. Um, we have got some young boys coming in and uh, it's just about you know, slowly develop, developing the young fellas into into first grade. Um, you know, it's uh, making them feel comfortable at at, at most too. But uh, for myself, uh, I have to get my head around playing both roles uh, as a nine and as a middle, as a thirteen, or you know, a front row. But um, in saying that, um, it's going it's also exciting um, uh, for myself and Tommy to be on the field at the same time. You know, we do. Um, have the knowledge of just what we're after as a nine and what we're demanding, demanding from nine to our middles and everything. So that combination there is, uh, is going to be helpful for us as a team. You talk about the middles. Um, it must have been really nice to come into the uh, to, to have that game last week and when you had guys like uh, Josh Papali, Dinamis Louis, Joe Tarpany doing such a really good job. Even young Kai O'Donnell, um, who's had the chance to start the game the last couple of weeks, it must make it a little bit easier for you when they're going so well. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, the team always thrives behind a big, 
big forward pack. Um, you know, I, I know our outside backs can't do what they do without us in the middle doing what we do. So um, as a team, as a team collective uh, effort, you know, um, all credit goes you know, to everyone actually. Um, um, Papa and you know, Nami Kahati start off the game with uh, big energy and just bringing that intensity from the bench for Sato and Taps coming on. Um, that definitely is, is working in a way. Um, but in saying that, um, just the boys' uh, intentions and their mindset heading in towards every game is going to be real important for us as a team moving forward. Um, you know, I know that Papa Nat has been told uh, you know, to step up their game and everything, but it also gives opportunities for myself, uh, young Kai, and us young fellas to step up to the plate and follow the lead from our, from our leader and Papa. So, yeah. Josh Hodgson, as we know, is such a, a dominant voice um, and playmaker within this team. Um, you play a different style of uh, hooker to what he does. Um, are you working a lot closer, I suppose, with both George and Jack now to decide on uh, what side of the field you'll attack, or do you still have a pretty good um, decision-making when it comes to what way the ball's going? Yeah, uh, most definitely me and Hodgie play a different brand of footy from nine. Um, you know, he, he he does a lot of uh, controlling where he um, he does a lot of the uh, a lot of our plays I've played off Hodgie and um, you know, uh, for myself it's I just think to play is the most simplest way, uh, not um, not overdoing my role as a as a as a as a nine sorry and um, you know, I guess um, you know Hodgie when Hodgie is on the field um, you know we he's a big threat with his um, deception and his um, you know, his creativity around the ruck, um, that, you know, that really pulls off the defence. Um, but within within myself and Tommy heading into this team, I think the more simple that we play, the more easier it is going to be for um, the guys around us. Our middle pack, our, our halves, Georgie and Jack, um, you know, it's the more simpler we can be, the more easier it is for us. Um, and if we are ever flying, uh, putting overloading stuff on our roles ourselves, you know, we... We're not like Hodgie where we can um, pull something out of nothing. You know, he's very special at what he does and that's why he's one of the best uh, uh, in this position, or you know, currently the best. Um, but then again, for myself, it's nothing... For myself and uh, Starlo, sorry, it's nothing that we can't do, but um, we just stick to what we know and um, play our games. It's, not, it's important that we try not to be like Hodgie um, and we just, yeah, play our roles. Last year, mate, um, obviously the team went all the way through to the grand final and uh, a tough decision had to be made on that final 17. Uh, do you look back at that period now and does that give you motivation to, to push forward and, and try and get to a, a position where you can be involved in that game? Most definitely. You know, they always plays back in my head um, reasons why I didn't uh, get played in the 17. And, you know, it's, uh, most of it is just down to myself, um, you know, uh, Got a bit carried away at the back end of the season last year. Um, you know, I was getting a bit heavier at the back end, and I was getting a bit lazy on my defence and whatnot around the ruck. Uh, and you know that. Uh, you know, I was still um, pretty gutted about not playing in those finals games in the back end of the season, where I could have really cemented a spot, but uh, physically I could I wasn't in the condition I was in, so. Um, you know, um, pretty pretty gutted to not be a part of the success we 
had in the back end. But um, you know, that always plays on my head at the moment where I need to be better and um, what I can do to bring um, more success to this team and for us moving forward. But um, yeah, that's just myself and what my goals are for the rest of the year is just uh, prove what I can. Well, mate, you're doing a wonderful job uh, so far this season, whether it be off the bench or in the middle or playing hooker. And uh, we're really looking forward to seeing you and Tom Starling working together over the next few weeks and, and developing some good combinations. Thanks very much for joining us today and uh, good luck for the weekend against South Sydney. Thanks, Benny. All the best. Cheers, man. There he is, Saliva Havili, joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.